inmate at the Virginia Department of Corrections, Red Onion State Prison. To accept this call, press zero. This is Randall Vaughn, and I'm currently serving 1,214 years for capital murder in Red Onion State Prison in Pound, Virginia, in the USA. This is my podcast, Red Onion Randy, and I hope you enjoy listening to me today. Today, I'm going to talk about sports and the importance uh, that it plays in prisoners' lives inside of prison. Um, you know, as you can imagine, in prison, there's, a, there's not a whole lot to do. And the fact that here in the state of Virginia, even though the state pays for the basic cable package for every single prison in Virginia, they have a box out in the warehouse where they only allow us 15 channels. And those channels would be ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, PBS, ESPN, TBS, TNT, WGN, the History Channel, BET, Univision, Sci-Fi, and USA. Those are the channels that we get. And as you can imagine, those television stations, they pretty much play the same thing over and over and over again. You know, that's why I previously said in a podcast that USA stands for You'll See It Again. TNT stands for Till Next Time, because you will see it again, and it will be a next time that they play it. So you can only watch the same movies or the same shows over and over and over again. That's like when you got multiple stations playing Law and Order SVU over and over again, playing NCIS over and over and over again. Like, I mean, I guess they're okay shows. I, I haven't watched a lot of the Law and Order SVU, but I have watched most of the NCIS episodes. You can only watch something but so many times. Which is why sports are very, very important to people in prison because we've never seen this particular sporting event. We've never seen this particular football game. We've never seen this particular basketball game. And I think sports, especially here in prison, and I think even to a large extent on the street, it's a territorial thing. Every last one of us, male or female, it doesn't matter. Young or old, it doesn't matter. We're all territorial. We all have a certain amount of pride of where we come from, of our neighborhoods, of, you know, because, I mean, that's where our family is. That's where a little bit of love we have in this world is located. It's in our neighborhoods. It's where our families are, where we grew up at, you know, where we know the place. So when you have a sporting team that comes from your area, from your neighborhood, even though technically speaking the state of Virginia does not have a professional team. We do have the Washington football team. We do have the Washington Nationals. We do have the Washington, uh, crap, I can't even remember what the basketball team is called. Washington Wizards, that's it. We have those teams now, you know, in Washington. So Virginians consider, for the most part, that that's our team. I grew up as a Washington Redskins fan, even though they're no longer called the Redskins yet. They're still my team because I grew up from a child watching the football games, rooting for them, because my family did. My grandparents were Redskins fans. Basically, everybody in my family is a Washington fan, except for my brother Linwood and my brother Jason, who both happened to somehow be San Francisco 49er fans. So, like, 
I grew up watching him. Like, that's my team. Like, I feel in some small ways like I'm part owner of this team. So when I'm watching the games, like, it brings an excitement to my life. And it does the exact same thing for everybody else and the teams that they, that they root for. Now, I'm not a, a Washington National fan, and I'm not a Washington Wizards fan. Because when I was growing up, we didn't have those two teams. So I'm actually an Atlanta Braves fan, which surprisingly enough, they just won the World Series, which is the first time I've rooted for a team, you know, in a long time that's actually won a championship. And uh, when it comes to hockey, I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan because when I was a kid, I had one of their shirts, and I just wound up rooting for them. That's my team because we didn't have a, a hockey team in this area. Uh, until a few years ago, and I'm not going to abandon this, the Penguins after I've watched them for all this time. So it gives you something to help you escape these prison walls. It allows you to to leave your anger. It allows you to leave your sadness and your misery. It allows you to leave your hurt and your pain behind it. All of these things that you deal with, whether you're in prison or whether you're on the street, it doesn't matter. I think sports is one of the more beautiful forms of escapism because it allows you to just go out there, get excited about the game, get into it. Your adrenaline gets pumping. You're you're chewing on your fingernails when it's coming down to the wire and the other team is driving against you or you're driving against them hoping to get that last score to win the game. It It makes you feel good. It allows you to live vicariously through them. You know, and it gives you something to talk about. It gives you something to look forward to. It brings hope to your life. And that's the beautiful thing about sports. It really does give you hope. And my team sucks, of course, but I'm long-suffering and I'm used to it because I don't think Washington is ever going to be good again. I think those days are pretty much over with, especially with the owner we have in Dan Schneider. Like, that dude, he swears up and down he knows everything about football but I've forgotten more about football than he'll ever learn. And he just, I don't even want to get started on that because I'll start cussing at him. So we live in here we really do live for the weekend or during the nights when they'll play hockey or they'll play football or whatever and like even you know guys on the street will grow up watching the nba they'll grow up watching the nfl and that's it like those are the only two sports they'll watch but when they come to prison you'll see just straight up gangbangers tattooed their faces and their head like literally every square inch of their bodies are just tatted up in gang tattoos and they're sitting there rooting for freaking Jeff Gordon or Jimmy Johnson in NASCAR. They're pulling for Dale Earnhardt and Jr. And, and it's crazy because you wouldn't expect, like, this gang member who's had four murders under his belt that he's been convicted of. Who knows what else the man has done? All these different robberies and clothes are sagging, hanging off his ass. And, you know, he got this swagger about him and everything. And, and yet he's sitting there screaming at the damn TV on a NASCAR race or hockey because when you come into prison man there's not much to do so you really really get into sports and then you have the pools and then you have the tickets and the pool is 
basically you take the NFL um, games for a, for a weekend, and you'll have like 15 or 16 games or something like that. And basically you have to, of all of those teams, you have to pick, say, 10 games out of 16. And for those 10 games, you've got to get all 10 games right in order to win the pool. And you, you obviously you're going to pay 2 or $3. You're going to put that into the pool, into the pot. And whoever puts the ticket out, if nobody wins 10 games that they picked, the person who put the ticket out gets to keep all of that. And then next week you simply have to try again. Then you have a ticket. Now, the ticket is different. A ticket is you have those same 16 games, but you can either play a four-pick, a six-pick, or an eight-pick. Now, for a four-pick, you put $2 on that. You're going to win about $20 if you pick all four. If your four picks win. And the thing about that is, though, you've got, let's say, a the Washington football team versus the Dallas Cowboys, and let's say the Dallas Cowboys are minus four. And what that means is the Dallas Cowboys have to beat Washington by five-plus points because they're giving Washington four points to start the game off with. And then you've got an over-under. So the over-under will be 45. Now, if... Dallas only wins by three points, but the over-under, let's say both teams score 70 points combined total. You still lose that pick because Dallas only won by three instead of winning by five. And, like, guys live for gambling in here. You know, it causes a lot of problems. I've seen dudes get stabbed. I've seen dudes get their heads split open with adapters. All kinds of bad stuff has happened over gambling because you'll have dudes sit there and they'll start chasing. They'll get addicted to it. And they start chasing and chasing and chasing. And it gets to the point where they run up such a huge gambling debt, they can't pay it. So if they don't check out, if they don't go running to the CEO saying, hey, man, I've got this gambling debt. This dude is going to kill me. Put me in seg. You know, and they have to go literally check in. And, I mean, dude, that ruins your reputation because we all talk. Every time we go out on the rec yard and we see another group on the rec yard, like, dudes are asking, like, yo, man, who checked in, man? Who, whose money ain't good? Or, like, if somebody leaves this pod checking in and they go to another pod and they're out there and they see me or somebody else walking down the boulevard to medical or the video visit or wherever we're going, dudes will pull up like, hey, yo, man, this dude, you know this dude right here? I'm like, yeah, I know that cat, man. They say, yo, is his money good? Say, Hell no, nah, dude. He just checked out the pod, man. Dude ran up $500, man. And they, they know not to deal with this dude. They'll shun the dude. They'll, you know, some of them just make him check in. Like, yo, man, you're about to pod, bro. It's sports, man. I mean, it's like, it's good in a lot of ways because it gives you an escapism. It gives you something to root for, something to cheer, something to feel good about, especially when your team is winning, you know. And it'll depress the hell out of you when your team is losing, too. But then you've got the darker side of it when people gamble on it. And for the record, no, I do not gamble. I have a hard enough time in getting money in here to support myself as it is without just giving it to somebody else. Like, no, I don't gamble at all.
we had two really, really good games yesterday. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the number one seed, Tennessee, by a field goal. And then the later game, the 49ers beat the number one seed, Green Bay Packers, by a field goal at the last second of the game. Like, both games were really, really good. So I enjoyed watching them. I had fun watching them. And I, I don't really like the San Francisco 49ers, but I, I hate Green Bay Packers. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. I don't like his personality. I don't like his character. Like, I just don't like the dude. And I could be completely wrong, and chances are I probably am. But he's just one of them dudes when I look at him. He just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And, yes, I'm more than well aware of the fact that it's reciprocated if he ever knew who the hell I was. But that's just life. It is what it is. So I don't like Green Bay, and I don't really like the 49ers. But because both of my brothers are 49ers fans... I wound up rooting for them, and they actually wound up winning it with like three seconds left on the clock. They kicked a field goal to win, so I was happy about that. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's sports in prison. It's good, and it's bad. It just depends on what type of self-control you got. But uh, this has been Red Onion Randy. For those of you who are listening to me on Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate if you would review me and rate me, preferably five stars, but I'll take whatever you're willing to give me. And I'll be damn grateful for it. Don't forget to check out my website, redonyourrandy.com. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you for using GTL.